Good afternoon, members and guests. My name is Tanya Van Beeson, President-elect of Canadian Club Toronto and your host for today. Bienvenue à toutes et à tous. A special welcome to those who have joined us online at canadianclub.org. Our strong and highly interactive lineup of events would not be possible without the generous support of our sponsors, and today's event is being sponsored by EY and Scotiabank. Thank you both for your support of today's conversation. Our club is grateful to the Canadian Bankers Association, our season sponsor, and to Air Canada, our official airline sponsor. We are also proud to sponsor, to partner rather, with Canada's Forest Trust Corporation in a significant environmental initiative fostering sustainable forestry practices and connecting Canadians more closely with nature. Today we are not only compensating for our event's carbon footprint, but also nurturing a green legacy for future generations. Thank you CFT for planting a forest and for preserving it in our honour. Now we regularly invite young Canadians to join our events and today we welcome students from Glendon College at York University and from Toronto Metropolitan University. Members and guests, we welcome your questions today for our special guest and we always like them to be pithy and hard. So um, please know that there are questions, uh, question cards on your table for those in the room. Please don't hesitate to complete these cards and we will bring them up here to have them addressed. For those joining remotely, please hit the submit a question button on the right side of your screen and the question will be picked up by our team. And with that, I'm pleased to invite Linda Williams, Managing Partner, Clients, Markets and Growth, EY Canada, to introduce our speaker. Linda. Good afternoon, everyone. Bonjour à tous. J'ai l'honneur aujourd'hui de vous présenter Pierre-Carl Pelado. Should I continue in French? I have the honor to introduce Pierre-Carl Pilado, President and CEO of Québécois, a businessman in Quebec, former politician. Mr. Pilado leads Québécois, a media and telecommunications giant and significant Quebec flagship. For more than 70 years, Québécois has been the mainstay, a mainstay in the economic, technological and cultural fabric of Quebec. Monsieur Pilado took over from his father in 1999 after contributing to its expansion in Europe and Canada. Under his leadership, Québécois acquired Groupe Vidéotron, TVA, and Osprey Media, as well as many other assets. Québécois spearheaded the development of competition in mobile telephony service in Quebec. Vidéotron launched its wireless telephony service in 2006 followed by its own network in 2010, becoming the first new generation carrier in Quebec and taking on the big three incumbents. In April 2023, Videotron acquired Freedom Mobile and became the fourth major national wireless carrier in Canada. Videotron remains Videotron remains the cornerstone of Quebec's business model, of Québécois' business model, excuse me, based on convergence of content and of distribution channels. A businessman who is actively engaged in the community, Monsieur Pilado supports many organizations in the vital fields of culture, of health, in the environment, and entrepreneurship. Monsieur Pilado serves also as president of the Foundation Chopin Pilado, a, a private family foundation named after his parents, Raymond Chopin and Pierre Pilado. A firm believer in the critical importance of accelerating the Montreal taxi industry's green shift to electric, he acquired Taxelco in 2019, an organization with a mission to optimize, automate, and electrify the taxi industry, one ride, one vehicle, and one community at a time. As a proud Montrealer and sports fan, 
He purchased the Montreal Alouettes in March 2023. And what a thrill this weekend will be. For those who do not follow football, we'll be delighted by a historic face-off this weekend in Hamilton to a sold-out crowd. Historic as for the first time, the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will square off in the CFL championship game, the fight for the Grey Cup. As you can tell, I am from Montreal. <laughs> really looking forward to it. It's not often that I cheer on my teams in this city, but go Owls. Finally, Monsieur Pirado received the Quebec National Assembly's Medal of Honor in 2005, was named a Chevalier de l'Ordre de la Pléiade in 2013, and was appointed as an officer of the Ordre National du Québec in 2022. As a Montrealer, I'm privileged to welcome and introduce Monsieur Pirado to the Canadian Club of Toronto, and very proud that Monsieur Pirado has the opportunity to discuss the industry the competition, and the benefits of an increasingly aggressive market, of course fueled by Québécois' emergence as a major national competitor. Please tur turn your attention to the video. From a Montreal neighborhood weekly founded by Pierre Pelladeau, Québécois quickly grew into a major international corporation. When his son Pierre Carl became CEO in 1999, he successfully steered the business in a new direction and made Quebecor a major player in the new digital economy in Canada. After acquiring the cable company Videotron and the TVA television network in 2000, Quebecor was able to converge content and technology to better inform, entertain, inspire, and connect people. Every day, millions of people watch our television channels and tune into our news and entertainment content. Follow their favorite athletes and performers on our media outlets. Read our newspapers, magazines, and books. Download our digital content and listen to our digital radio station. Advertise in our bus shelters and watch hit films produced at our studios. Driven by its entrepreneurial spirit and deep philanthropic commitment, Quebecor also supports over 400 charitable organizations working to build a stronger and more innovative economy, a richer and more diverse culture, and a healthier and more sustainable society. Videotron launched a mobile service in 2006 and its own mobile network in 2010 to become Quebec's first new generation carrier, creating true competition and bringing down prices by up to 40%. The company invested billions to create distinctive offerings and services and to build out a reliable, powerful, robust telecommunications network. In 2018, Videotron launched Fizz, Canada's first all-digital telecom brand. In the course of more than 15 years of growth in Quebec's wireless market, Videotron has demonstrated its cutting-edge expertise and capacity to innovate. And by investing in 5G Spectrum, Videotron took a major step towards realizing its ambition of fostering fair and healthy competition across Canada. In 2023, Freedom Mobile and Videotron have joined forces and are now the strong fourth national wireless carrier Canadians have been waiting for. Our companies share common values and a commitment to the highest level of customer service. Together, we will keep disrupting the market by providing consumers with high-quality, affordable products and services. With more than 7,500 employees and more than 3.5 million mobile customers across Canada, we are determined to write a new chapter in Canadian telecom history. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. First of all, I'd like to thank uh, Canadian Club for inviting me talking about the victory of the Alouettes last Saturday. Oh, I guess that I have the wrong topic. Um, so, <laughs> global leader in telecom competition. Oh, okay, that's different. You know, I'm happy also to talk about this. So, 
usually I'm a little bit humble. But I will tell you today that I think I should not be humble. And I'll tell you why. I came from an environment which is very competitive. As the video was saying, you know, my father started the business. In 1964, he founded Le Journal de Montréal, which was a daily, even not published on Saturday and Sunday. And bit by bit, copies after copies, in a very competitive environment where you will find many other newspapers, he succeeded. He succeeded in Montreal, and he launched the same paper in Quebec City, and he became the largest publisher in Quebec. So he built a large company. You know, it was completely integrated from pulp and paper to printing, magazine, newspapers, distribution. And finally, well, you know, at, uh, in 1999, I succeeded him as the CEO of Quebecor. It was a great opportunity for me. And I think that I had the opportunity to inherit his mindset and what he was looking for in life. So then the great opportunity arrived in, in 2000. There was a little bit of a very, you know, it was the internet bubble. So there was a lot of excitation. And Vidéotron came to be bought by Rogers. For many reasons, we had the opportunity to move forward and acquire the company. And then, you know, we found a completely different environment. Say, from a competitive environment, we arrive in an industry where you know, there were two sets of companies. One was led by great entrepreneurs. Ted Rogers, probably, you know, the greatest entrepreneur in Canada. G.R. Shaw. And even, you know, Vidéotron was owned by the Chagnon family. André Chagnon founded. They had something in common. They were protected by regulations for enjoying a monopoly. I'm not saying that you're not building a lot of things when you own a monopoly, but it's certainly, you know, a different environment when you need to compete against a very industry which is enlarged. And on the other side of the equation, you had the telephone company. Well, first of all, I'm sorry. I would like to thank you know uh, my colleagues from Freedom here, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of people also from Quebec. Or you, you filled the, the room. Maybe we were <laughs> afraid that we're not going to have enough people. <laughs> I'd like to say hello also remotely for the one who's watching us on television. So the telecom companies. This is you know it it, it was run by as uh, Ted Rogers used to it, it used this expression. It was run by suits. And the only thing that they were able to run is monopolies. You know, you've, we've been seeing uh, uh, companies like Bell, you know, trying to do other things. You know, they bought the uh, TransCanada Pipeline, Dawn Development, uh, uh, what else? Montreal Trust, uh, they bought Tele Teleglobe. And each time that they were coming in a competitive environment, unfortunately, you know, they, they fail. So, This gave us the opportunity to move over and to introduce, and this, you know, why I'm thinking that, what I'm, I'm saying that, you know, we sh should consider that a leading factor of introducing competition in the telecom industry. So we took over in 2001. The first thing we did, which was very important for, for us, it was to change the culture of the company. As the monopoly, Dutron was, you know, you didn't have any customers. You had a subscriber. And, you know, it's not a semantic question. It's not, it is important because people had in mind that the subscriber will not have the capacity to change. You want cable? Well, you know, there's only one cable provider. 
But that was not true anymore. Things were changing. And then the company need also to change. So we took care of our customers. And bit by bit, we've been also introducing new customers. It was the, the new services. It was the time of internet access. So then we moved forward and we became the largest internet access provider. We moved to wireline telephony very quickly also, and then became on our territories, at least, you know, at the same level than Bell. So it was a, a very great accomplishment. And finally, and you know, we've been talking about this a little bit in the video, you know, it was an opportunity for us because we thought with the internet access that it will then move on the mobile internet access. And then therefore, wireless will be the future. You will remember probably in 2006 or 2007, uh, or maybe a little bit before, no, I think it was before 2004, you know, FIDO, which was uh, in, unfortunately, under protection, you know, became under bid, TELUS was on one side, it was finally, you know, bought by Rogers. We were not able to afford buying FIDO. We were at that time, you know, a little bit like Ted Rogers. He used to like leverage, you know, but then, you know, we also had leverage, and in fact, it was seven times. So would it be possible for us to move forward quickly? No. But we learned from very quickly that future will belong to wireless, and then, therefore, we need to move in this direction. And then we sign MVNO with Rogers, and we introduce wireless to our products that we were servicing to our customers in Quebec. It was a great success. We fight, you know, to make sure that as a telecom company that we want to be a facility-based enterprise. So we move and went to Ottawa saying, you know, if you want to have competition, if you want to have better prices, if you want to have innovation, you need to make sure that you will have competition. And the only way to be able to have competition is to create the proper condition to have it. At the beginning, we had the industry minister was um, uh, Maxime, Maxime Bernier. Uh, well, he left. I think it was a good thing for us. And <laughs> he was replaced by, by the late Jim Prentice that understood very quickly and easily to make sure that, you know, in this, even, you know, we, we didn't talk about the big three at that time, but the big three was there. And then to find out if we want to have something that's going to take place, that the change will take place in the industry, then you need to have proper conditions. And this is, you know, what Jim Prentice understood, and this is what he decided that we will be able to, to, to get. So, very important thing, we had set aside, set aside spectrum. I know that, you know, from an incumbent standpoint, people would say, well, you know, this is subsidizing, you know, company. No, 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 it's not subsidizing anything. In fact, you know, we've been able to bring billions of dollars in the federal treasury because this is the industry minister that managed this. But then, you know, new entrance uh, spectrum reserve, that was the key. And then there were other conditions regarding roaming, because you need to roam. You're not going to be able to build a network in two days, in two weeks, in two months. So then, therefore, you need to run on other people's network, which is, you know, something that is largely used in, in the industry. And finally, you know, we will get the... Um, the infrastructure um, sharing, which is also there for the same, the same reason. So, I think that, you know, we were able to introduce a new product that will change the future of our industry, where we were expecting that they will be declined in cable distribution. And that was certainly for us, you know, a chance of a lifetime. So, I could spend hours and hours to talk to you about, you know, the different things that the incumbent were trying to, were, were doing for, for us, you know, not be able to, to succeed. Competition is tough, but need, competition needs to be fair. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, we're finding out it's not always the case.
I remember very well, and I can talk to you about this for hours again. You know, piracy is a problem in our industry. You want to make sure that, you know, people will pay for the service they get. But you know what? Our competitor in Quebec was having satellites and dishes where you will get them for free, almost, and you will not be forced to take a subscription. So guess what happened? Pirates was all over the place. And then, therefore, people or broadcasters that, you know, distribute their programs through distribution network, like the satellite and the cable, were, were losing significant amount of money. So it take 10 years, because obviously, you know, we were against that, those kind of attitudes. And 10 years later, we finally had $140 million for damages we suffered because of this bell attitude. It's really unfortunate. But we still, unfortunately, live in that kind of environment. So, after all those years, now I will talk to Boo, I will come back to competition. And I'd like to, to raise you know, this um, thing by Michael Ford. Domestic rivalry, like any rivalry, creates pressures on companies to innovate and improve. Local rivals push each other to lower costs, improve quality, and service. This is, you know, what happened for us. And I would say on top of this that a critical byproduct of competition is certainly innovation, one of the most, if not the most important maker of productivity and economic growth. So we can talk about the telecom industry. You know, we mentioned earlier that was a sizable thing. Uh, I would only would like to emphasize on one thing. I remember former Chancellor Angela Merkel saying, German productivity has declined because of broadband connection speed, too unstable, too slow. So telecommunication is really in the middle of our capacity to build a strong economy. And then, therefore, we should not refrain anything that will stop competition to improve, to, to, I would say, to, to, to make sure that we will push for competition to improve the marketplace. So we know that the wireless is a significant industry. 94% of Canadian adults you know, have a phone, a mobile phone. And so then the wireless sector is the most promising growth driver for the industry here and elsewhere. Over the past 15 years, wireless access has become kind of a stable of modern life. And sometimes it's not always easy, especially with kids. You know, we would like to see them doing other things than on being on their phone. But it is what it is. And certainly, you know, responsibility for parents to make sure that, you know, there's other things than phone. But it's certainly, you know, around our life today of an important matter. So Canadians have become more mobile than ever. And they're hungry like anyone else, you know, with speed and, and data. So the average consumption of mobile data has more than doubled since 2020 in Canada. And the price of wireless service is a well-known irritant for Canadians. Although many consumers advocate that prices remain some of the steepest in the world, there is light at the end of the tunnel. The lowest possible price of a single gigabyte of data in Canada now compares well to other countries. Recent data from cable.co.uk shows that the average price of a single gigabyte of mobile have fallen by 60% since 2019. It is a 60% decrease, but we can do better if we have the right conditions. And I guess that there should not be any problems when we look at the financial landscape of the big three. <clears throat> not bad. So wireless market shares paint a similar picture. There are currently near 36 million wireless users in Canada, according to the CRTC. 
the big three, claims more than 80% of these customers, and Quebecor now claims almost 10%, thanks to the addition of Freedom Mobile to our roster of mobile brands. This was a comfortable situation for the big three, you know? Why would they lower their prices, improve their product and services, and innovate when only a handful of competitors can offer the same service than they do? Each of them gets a share of the market without efforts. Their shareholders are happy. The board is happy. Senior leaders are happy. And what about customers? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> they're not so happy. So. so to break, you know, this oligopolistic cartel, whatever, call it, we need to eat up competition in the telecom sector. And a new competitor should check those boxes. Willingness. Willingness to disrupt the market. Innovate and get out of their comfort zone. The capacity to do so. In other words, a proven track record and rock-solid financial backing. We've been working very hard to decrease our leverage year after year after year, and we've been still in a very favorable position. We just recently, last week, you know, um, released our quality results, and despite our, the, the, well, you know, the check I made, you know, so in fact, it's the second check that I made to Rogers. I remember I made a 200 million check for which he bought the Sky Dome at that time when we, when we, we, were, we um, acquired Vidotron in 2000. So, you know, despite writing a check of over $2 billion, we've been able, you know, to reduce our debt ratio uh, leverage and we look forward to continuing this direction, uh, generating significant cash flow. And at last, but certainly not least, a regulatory environment which is favorable to competition. In 2007, the Canadian government and regulatory authorities decided that competition was a priority in the country and put in place condition design I mentioned earlier what were those conditions. So, the ability to buy mobile spectrum, set aside mandatory roaming and infrastructure sharing. But, and this is quite interesting, the trend continued. More recently, the MVNO framework, which enables regional mobile carriers like Vidotron to access the network of other carriers in areas where you don't have network infrastructure yet. Just last week, the CRTC also directed the country legacy telecom to provide competitors with workable access at a reasonable rates to their fiber network in Ontario and in Quebec within six months in an effort to improve affordability and provide more internet options like the cable industry was providing for many, many years through what we call the TPIAs. So it's for us also an opportunity like also the other TPIAs that still are alive and kicking in this industry despite the fact that Dell bought a lot of them. In fact, you know, even the CRTC and the industry minister said that competition had been reduced by seeing the incumbents buying TPIAs. In fact, you know, they bought five or six throughout you know, the last two years. All those gains were key to lowering rates, the barriers to entry in this new market. And as I said earlier, Vidotron first entered the wireless market in 2006 and became the first telecom provider in Quebec to step up and compete against the big tree. You will remember they were a, a kind of a different things that happened. You know, we had, at that time, it was what called wind. Wind was financed by foreign money, uh, which was not allowed uh, regarding the Canadian regulation. We found out it was changed. You know, th that was a little bit of a mess 
for many, many, many years until um, Shaw decided, you know, to buy those assets and rebrand them uh, under Freedom Mobile. We know what happened. For whatever reason, you know, the Shaw family decided it was time for them to sell the company. And, you know, at the end of the day, we know what was the result. Basically, Rogers buying Shaw and creating a very large company now in Canada. So, over the course of 17 years, we spent nearly $4 billion to build a robust, powerful network, create thousands of jobs, claim 23%, 23% market share from the incumbents, become one of the top wireless carrier in our historical footprint, Quebec, and made wireless prices drop by up than 40% in Quebec, more sharply than anywhere else in Canada. Our brand gained traction very fast because we adopted a very aggressive pricing strategy. We have our customers with great service, which is still our trademark today. You want to be served like, and this is you know, the lesson that you, we are offering to our employees, Make sure that you will serve your customers the way that you would like to be served. And the message was strong, and it is very well established in our company. And finally, innovate and offer never-before-seen products. As, for a, as an example, and you know, very, we're very proud of that. In 2018, we launched our Fizz, Fizz brand and became the only telecom in Canada with a 100% digital brand for young people and tech-savvy customers. And we create Fizz in less than a year. How a cable company were able to introduce you know, new services, new innovative products, where you've been seeing the telecom companies being there enjoying monopoly for decades and decades. This is what competition brings. To give more Canadian access to Videotron and Freedom Networks, we favor a gradual and disciplined expansion and an approach based on profitability. That doesn't mean that we're not able to reduce prices to offer better service. In fact, it goes parallel to each other. For over $800 million, we acquired wireless spectrum in 2021, which covered many regions, obviously historically for our Quebec network base, but also in Ontario, in Manitoba, in Alberta, and in British Columbia. And with the new MVNO framework, we have everything it takes to start expanding our networks. Our mobile network now covers more than 70% of Canada's population. Over the next few months, we will be able to reach millions of additional Canadians. We are also participating right now on the ongoing 3,800 megahertz auction but, as you probably understand, that, you know, we cannot talk about this publicly. The result will be certainly, you know, known in the few days or in a few weeks when the auction will be over. But this certainly, again, it shows how the telecom industry works for Canadians both ways, obviously, for customers, but also for, for Canada, the state, the federal... Treasury, you know, on appelle ça le trésor. And it brings hundreds of billions, hundreds of millions, see, billions of dollars for Canadian finance. Now, this very tangible track record was recognized. And, you know, we're, we're <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, you know, when, when you, you read those kind of things, you know, by the competition tribunal. 
when you know, the proceeding was taking place for the Rogers acquisition. And they're saying, Videotron is an experienced market disruptor that has achieved substantial success in Quebec. Video entry, Videotron entry into those markets will likely ensure that competition and innovation remains robust. Fast forward to 2023, Videotron is looking to bring innovation and vitality to the telecom market and wants to ensure better pricing for, and customer service for Canadians across the country. Thanks to impressive track record in Quebec, as I mentioned to you, and to a new regulatory environment favorable to competition, Videotron is able, was able, to acquire Freedom Mobile despite the big three best effort to block or delay the transaction. And it was not funny, I can tell you that. You know, there were, and still is, abuse of legal proceedings in front of the federal court. Sneaky disinformation campaigns. TELUS had a project which was presented at the board. It was called Project Fox. And we learned about this because that was evidence in front of the tribunal. And I was considered, and maybe, maybe they're right, I was considered a danger. <laughs> a danger by introducing more competition. Yeah, that, that tells you about, you know, the mindset of that kind of company. And then obviously, you know, they went with intensive lobbying efforts. Those are few examples of the headwinds that we had to face when we sought to expand outside Quebec. The big three opposition, our delaying tactics, continue to this day. We learned about this as of two weeks ago, or even last week. So, last week decision on fiber access to the CRTC. Bell was quick to announce cut in its capital expenditures and a reduction in high-speed, fierce internet expansion, citing a decision of the CRTC that discouraged network investment. I can tell you something. If they were to stop expanding, it's not because you know, they would like to propose Canadian new technologies. No, they're doing it because they're forced to do it. Their network is not there. They've been losing customers one after the other when they had their copper infrastructure, and they were forced to move in this direction. And if they caught capital expenditures, you know what? They're shooting them in the foot. It's not going to be good for their business, and they will continue to lose customers. But they came and say publicly that they will stop investment. You can't believe this. It's not believable. When Innovation Science and Economic Development Canada, I said as we call it, gave Dautron authorization to acquire freedom in April, it did so knowing that Videotron had the will, the capacity, and the right environment to replicate the success that we had in Quebec. This strategic decision has since proven far-sighted as we've been successfully fulfilling most of the promises that we made to Canadians, some of them ahead of schedule. Lower prices, better network, access to 5G, and there are many others. Offering our customers the best product, the best services, at the best price have been part of the DNA of Videotron for years, years, and decades. So the first thing we did after the freedom acquisition with the transaction was to ensure this DNA was transposed into a new, bigger, better, and faster than ever for 
freedom. What's that? It's a growing 5G network reaching more than 12 million people. Fully nationwide wireless plans. Integrated seamless and over off-call between carriers. Never been seen before offers like the first true North American plan that we launch over the summer. The new freedom is a far cry from the brand Canadians used to know. It continues to offer innovative products and services to its customers, relying on a network that keeps growing and improving. We will continue to be committed to our community by offering services that reach them wherever they are, as Freedom did with the TTC. <laughs> That's a funny thing, eh? Yeah. We were there for many, many, many years, and when it was bought by Rogers, finally Bell and Telus was looking to be there. Well, you know, guys, you're four, you're, you're four years late, but then, you know, let's go for a fight. Let's go for a public, you know, and at the end of the day, they're certainly not, you know, servicing well their customers. But we were there, and we were offering the service. Since its acquisition from Vidotron, Freedom Mobile have been driving changes and competitors are following suit. We have introduced several new highly competitive offers since April, all of which have been systematically matched by our competitors, driving wireless prices down. At the end of the day, this is what is important for Canadians to enjoy a more favorable environment. You don't believe me? Well, here further proof from StatCan. Even as consumer prices are going up across the board, wireless prices are falling. Statistic Canada Consumer Price Index is showing that wireless costs have actually fallen more in the last two quarters than they did in the previous two years. What changed? Vidotron acquisition of freedom in April. Simple as that. And these lower prices translate in more money in the wallet of Canadian families. For example, a family of four with four mobile plans can expect yearly savings of over $1,000 with the current drop in prices alone. This is real, unsubsidized money that family can use to buy groceries or pay their mortgage. Certainly a relief in the current inflation environment. And we're not stopping here. Just last week, Freedom launched, well, lowered his 5G access threshold by almost 25%. Any Freedom customers with a plan of $39 and up now gets the access to the latest wireless technology at no additional cost. Nearly 200,000 Freedom customers will soon receive a message saying they now have access to 5G. The CRTC itself recognized that the MVNO framework had opened the door for Quebec All to introduce new, lower price plan. On that note, I would like to acknowledge the courage and the leadership of the Minister of Industry, François-Philippe Champagne, and the CRTC Chair, Vicky Etrides, whose decision in the past few months have already led to a more dynamic market and greater competition. We've been waiting for this for the last 10, 15 years, and it finally arrived. We look forward to piggyback in this environment and deliver, deliver the goods. Because the regulatory environment is indeed allowing us to get there where we are today, but work remains to be done and just not in wireless. The decision announced last week by the CRTC, the chair, regarding mandatory access to Bell and TELUS fiber network is a major milestone for up and coming carriers like Freedom. 
It will allow us to offer our customer bundled products and services, which will increase our comp the competition even more and drive down the prices on wireline, wireline telecom services. We've been moving forward in this direction in our own base market in Quebec City, in Quebec province, and we look forward to make sure that this will also happen in the bundle environment, which is of importance, but there is not only a bundle environment where you can succeed, a standalone and internet access also is certainly a formula that can be offered to our customers. So either, it is worth nothing that Bell current offers are still far below the rates approved by the CRTC on an interim basis. And this is further evidence for Canada to truly become a global leader in telecom competition. The authority must remain and maintain, accentuate, and even create initiatives aimed at increasing, increasing competition. Here are a few examples of what could be done next. Tackling Canadian roaming rates, which remain among the highest in the world. There is no logical, no rational explanation why wholesale data roaming should be five times, five times more expensive in Canada than it is in European Union. Second thing, ensuring that aggregate fiber access among carriers remain at reasonable prices that allow competition in wireline services taking into account retail pricing. Third, giving more flexibility to the CRTC broadband fund to increase network resilience and competition in areas already served in adding the connecting remote region. In short, the pieces of the puzzle are lying on the table in front of us. We just have to, fix, to fit them together. Need further proof to the concrete positive effect that favorable, a favorable regulatory environment can have in the market? Well, thanks to the MVNO framework, our fully digital disruptive wireless brand Fizz will make its first foray in the West in the coming weeks in, with a beta launch in Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. This is another step forward for competition. Fizz is an entirely different animal when it comes to wireless carriers. It keeps a tight-knit tight -knit relationship with its community of members, not customers, members, and tread them with perks and gifts. It offers unmatched innovative features like data rollover and data gifting among its community. This being a beta, a beta launch, people who join will be able to take advantage of deeply discounted plans. This will be a great opportunity for the people of British Columbia and Alberta to experience Fizz for the first time. Get ready for a gradual rollout in Fizz in 2024 across Canada. In conclusion, when the focus is on customers, on Canadians. The choice we need to make in order to serve the public interest should be clear to everyone, even for the big three. In just seven months, we have accomplished great things for Canadians. Now, just imagine what the picture will look like in fewer years. Thank you for your time. Merci beaucoup de votre accueil. And I'm very sorry for the Argonauts last Saturday.
Thank you. Merci. Merci. Merci beaucoup. So we do have a couple of questions. I don't think we have a ton of time. I'll just one question. Colleen is telling me. I will say we are proud here at the Canadian Club to have had the CEOs of Rogers, Bell, and now you. You were smart to hold out to be third because you get the last word. <laughs> um, but it's, no, it's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending story. Everyone had their own um, perspective on competition, but everyone was very clear that competition is critical, so that's good. Thanks. Um, can, you've given us a bit of a preview, but if you, which we know you will be, when you come back next year and speak with us, what should we expect to hear from you? Where will Quebecor be? What, can you give us a preview into the future? Well, you know, it's like, you know, when we have conference calls, you know, uh, analysts are always asking that kind of questions. And the answer is always the same. You know, there are spies in the room. There are spies on the line. So we're not going to talk about, you know, our next bargaining strategies. This is for sure one thing, that we will continue to innovate because this is the DNA of our company. And, you know, I'm proud to work, you know, with my new colleagues of Freedom. And what I feel, and, you know, I've been obviously enjoying, you know, meeting with them. Uh, in fact, you know, we're just not far from here across the street on, on Bremner and York. You know, this it's like the Alouettes, you know, they want to win. <laughs> and the team is there is great. So we know that, you know, with Vidéotron, as we're creating a, a culture which is the same and winners. And we will continue to be there. Thank you. Monsieur Pelado, je veux vous remercier beaucoup pour un discours très intéressant et inspirant. I think we've learned a lot about which uh, a mobile plan we should be on. So for those of you who are not on it, I think we now know. Um, your leadership in the telecom space led by Videotron and its subsidiaries is getting noticed. It is clearly changing the competitive, competitive environment in this country for the better. And your vision for the telecom industry is a game changer here in this country and really does set the stage for Canada on the global stage. On vous souhaite une bonne continuation et beaucoup de réussite dans toutes vos entreprises. Before we close, I invite our audience to join us for some tremendous upcoming events. Next week on November 23rd, we will be hosting a very timely panel on navigating our caregiver dilemma. And on December 4th, we welcome Guy Cormier, President and CEO of Groupe Desjardins. On December 15th, we will also welcome the Governor, uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada, Mr. Tiff Macklem. So I'm sure you will be happy to join us for all of these events. Uh, please visit our website for more information about tickets. And then I'd also like to conclude by thanking our AV supplier, VVC Live, for facilitating today's event, and of course our sponsors, EY and Scotiabank. Thank you. We appreciate all of you spending time with us today. Merci, au revoir. <laughs>